Coming to you from the red, white, and blue. You're now listening to the number one soccer podcast on the planet. This is the Box to Box Review Podcast, covering everything soccer, from the English Premier League, MLS, to the international game. Now, here's your hosts, Andrew Tucci and Lane Hector. Dear listener, the last time the U.S. men played in a World Cup qualifier was 1,419 days ago. The result? A fateful night in Trinidad that cost us a place in the 2018 World Cup. You, like most fans, may have had pain, distaste, and hopelessness in our national team. However, did you know underneath the heartache bubbled a pool of talent unlike any the program has ever seen before? While many have yet given up on the USMNT, I am here today to give you hope, reason to be excited, and evidence that this team is better than any other who have donned the red, white, and blue before them. And joining me today is my buddy, my fellow USMNT traveler, Lane Hector. Lane, how's it going, man? Pretty good, man. I'm excited for this episode. Big news out of the USMNT national team front. Just announced the rosters for the upcoming qualifiers. So we're going to dive into that. Do a little Champions League draw, and then some current news, and then locks of the week. For sure. Do you want um, to start with the like, roster? Yeah, we'll dive right in. We'll just go goalkeepers first. Yeah. So they've got Ethan Horvath, Zach Steffen, and then Matt Turner. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man. You know, I think the goalkeeper position is probably the most straightforward. Um, three really good candidates. Um, Horvath probably the outside guy here. Probably. Uh, but the, the real question is who's going to be the number one, you know, some I, I've been listening to some people say that they still think Zach Steffen's number one, but he hasn't been playing much at man city. And not then, really at all. Yeah. I mean, he's had like a couple games, one in the cup and then yeah. some preseason action. Um, Matt Turner, obviously the hero of the summer from the gold cup um, continues sure. to shine in New England um, as their starting goalkeeper. And then Horvath uh, just got a move to Nottingham Forest. And he's kind of uh, the backup right now, trying to make his way as a starter. But I think ultimately it comes down between Turner and, and Stefan. Um, at the, after the roster was released, Berhalter had some really interesting comments. I don't know if you, you saw this, but. He was kind of uh, yeah. I thought I saw that. He's kind of co- coy he on like who would be the number one. Like he didn't really say. He yeah, said it was I saw wide that. open. You know. Yeah, he said he announced that he had an official number one. Though I thought. Yeah. What I saw that like he picked out a number one that he has locked in. But yeah, obviously he didn't announce that yet. Right. 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 Um. So. It'll be interesting to see. I think the kind of the knock on Zach Stefan is well, one, he's not getting a whole lot of playing time right now but he's at manchester mm-hmm. city so it's like it's kind of that that question of well does playing in manchester city's reserves you know does that count as being good enough to start um for sure meanwhile for sure. you've got matt turner who's like the best shot stopper that we have yeah that's turning cool. up mls yeah not not to not to mention the uh 
the MLS All-Star Game heroics yet again. Unbelievable. Game winner. <laughs> Which Game winner on the save. We probably won't cover this tonight, but if you guys didn't watch that game, it was actually riveting. Kind yeah, of, that and the skills challenge, too. The skills challenge, dude. Honestly, the I never, thing was pretty fun. I never thought that was going to be that interesting, but um and so i mean i think i think it'll be interesting to see who berhalter chooses for the first game does he go with your reliable shot stopper does he want somebody who's like supposed to be better with their feet and distribution which is that would be zach stefan i i mean i guess i really wouldn't mind either way i i personally want uh turner to be the guy in goal but I guess we'll see. It's not really that big of a difference, probably. What about yeah, you? I mean, as well. what are your yeah, I'm definitely more of a riding the hot hand with Turner. He's been playing super well in the MLS. Stefan played well in the in the Nations League for a little bit, but then got hurt, obviously, right. in the final. But up until then, he was playing pretty well. Yeah. Um, just kind of recency though, I would definitely probably give it to Turner just with how he's been playing in the MLS, him being an all-star in the MLS, and just kind of the kind of the hot hand in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a good shout. We'll see if Burhalter chooses to go that way, but either way, can't really go wrong. Yeah. agreed for sure. Yeah. I guess we'll dive into the defenders. Got a lot here. Um, we've got, they announced 10 defenders are bringing, they've got Bello, John Brooks, Serginho Dest, Mark McKenzie, Tim Ream, Anthony Robinson, Miles Robinson, James Sands, DeAndre Yedlin, and then Walker Zimmerman. What are your thoughts on our defenders? Uh, the first thing that stuck out to me was six center backs. Lots of yeah. center backs. Um, three, three in the back. Yeah. Th- with that, I would assume. Three in the back has to be in the cards. Otherwise, why mm-hmm. would you bring so many center backs? Um, normally, you know, for our listeners that may not know, the men's national team typically play a 4-3-3, but sometimes they tend to dabble with a, like a, a 5-3-2 slash like 3-4-3. So if if they do choose to use three center backs, I think that's where James Sands comes in handy because that's kind of his like expertise in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, don't expect Tim Ream to play. I think he's kind of just like the team leader. Definitely um, a locker maybe, room guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I sent you that, that video by Watkey, but that yeah, was, that. if you guys haven't that seen was so it, funny. it's this video of Tim Ream basically being like a father figure for Gio Reyna. And it's <laughs> hilarious. Um, it kind of justifies his inclusion in the roster, but. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely our second coach on the, on the yeah, sideline. Yeah, for sure. Um, that being said, I wouldn't be surprised to see him see him play. He's kind of, you know, a Burhalter favorite. So yeah, he'd probably get a couple minutes for sure. Um Sands again mentioned this, plays a lot of the back three, but he's also a midfielder uh with NYCFC. So I think that also can be incorporated into these uh three games. Wouldn't be surprised to see him step up in the midfield, this the number six position. For sure. Um, especially if Tyler Adams is tired and needs a break. Um, yeah, especially with our lack of depth there too. We're yeah, we'll talk about that later on. We'll only bring five. So I mean right. Sands playing the midfield is definitely a possibility. For sure. 
for sure. Um, Miles Robinson, I expect him to start next to John Brooks. He's kind of the kind of the perfect perfect complement to John Brooks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Robinson, you've got really good one one v one defending, fast, uh, decent passer, but doesn't have to be great because John Brooks is an amazing passer from center back. Um, best that we have, dominant in the air, mm-hmm. can be exposed by pacey players. But then that's where he compliments or is complimented by Miles Robinson, who's extremely fast. Um, so I think that that's kind of who I expect to start the two center back positions, Robinson and Brooks. Um, McKenzie. Yeah, definitely me as well. Yeah. I think also, yeah, to go back, Robinson, if you would ask maybe like two or three months ago before the Gold Cup, probably a fringe player maybe gets called up mm-hmm. but after his cold cup i mean we were there watching him the man's an animal he yeah is, he played super well yeah he like couldn't be beat and james sands had a great tournament as well but he did he did maybe not as um, not as impactful out there i think definitely sands showed a little more of a hit or miss kind of yeah his passing and stuff was great but uh right. sometimes a little shaky in the back yeah, I think that's pretty good analysis. His passing was probably his main feature, but mm-hmm. could also get hit, get hit on some uh, some more tougher uh, players, for sure. Um, Mark McKenzie, he was the one that started the Nations League final against Mexico, which we won. But McKenzie did not look very good. He had that infamous giveaway for the first goal within like a couple of minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of shaky, but he did grow into the game. Um, I think definitely deserves to be included here. If he plays is another question. And then Walker Zimmerman, he was kind of the guy for the Gold Cup before he got hurt. So I'm just happy to see him here, still getting his opportunity to shine. Uh, pretty good passer, good defender, and kind of like the veteran besides John Brooks at center back. For sure, yeah. Um, some omissions, some key omissions. I think the big one here, Chris Richards at Bayern Munich. He, I mean, a lot of people expect him to be the next big thing at center back. Yeah, uh, kind of surprised he was left out. Yeah, I've been hearing some rumors. It's kind of the club situation because, you know, does he stay at Bayern? Does he get a move? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely a tough scenario being right in the middle of the transfer window exactly. with the closing. A lot of players kind of being left out of this first couple games, I think, yeah. due to that. For sure. So definitely a big, big thing to look out for. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, like you mentioned, he's he's one of the few players that kind of got hit by that transfer window timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Miazga, also included on the Nations League roster, does not get included here. Similar type thing, he did just get a move, so that's probably why he wasn't included, unless he's just not rated that highly by Greg Berhalter anymore, which could be the case. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that's our center back situation. Moving to the outside backs, there's a little bit of fluidity here. Just for sure. Starting at left back, there's I mean, there's two very nominal left backs. Anthony Robinson and George Bello, I think mm-hmm. they're kind of, you know, I don't know what, how to say this 
they're kind of opposites, not in like everything, but you would maybe use them for different reasons. I think for sure, for sure. Bello is more matchup based on the left back. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Bellow's kind of like the more defensive minded uh, mm-hmm. left back while Robinson is, I mean, basically a winger sometimes when he's playing for Fulham really fast, but can mm-hmm. like be out of position a lot defensively when he goes forward. Um, so I think it'll, I think it'll depend on the matchup, whether we see Robinson or Bellow. And I personally would prefer uh, Anthony Robinson here, but again, depending on the situation, it would probably depend uh, who we're playing against. Yeah. I definitely think both would get playing time for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think Bell's been playing pretty well with Atlanta. Some notable omissions right here. Back. Oh, no, go for it. Yeah, real quick. Uh, Sam Vines was probably the biggest omission. Uh, Definitely. Star of the Gold Cup as well. He kind of mm-hmm. split time with Bello, but then ended up taking, having more time. Bello ended up starting the final against Mexico in the Gold Cup, but he did. Vines had most of the minutes. He uh, just got a move to Belgium. We mentioned that last week. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably why he wasn't included, just timing wise, like some of these other guys. Yeah. Moving on to right back. There's two right backs, and this is where the fluidity starts to come into play. Serginho Dest, Barcelona player, is able to play left and right back. We've seen him play both under Craig Berhalter. Um, I think regardless, he's going to start somewhere. I mean, he's too good not to be on the field. Um, 100%. And then DeAndre Yedlin is kind of like the veteran presence here, World Cup experience. Um, I wouldn't be surprised our second game if we saw Yedlin against Canada just because of Alfonso Davies kind of have that like pretty solid matchup. Davies really? is fast. Yedlin is p- fast. So, yeah. Um, I was kind of the opposite thinking and I honestly, really, I wouldn't be surprised think? if we see Yedlin in the first game and okay. then we see Des in the second game. Why is that? I think, I think Des wants the higher competition against Davies. I could see him not starting this first game, honestly, okay. and then seeing, uh, seeing Des come in for that second one against yeah. Canada. He did, you know, that is a good point. He did show out when we played Canada in the Nations League mm-hmm. a while back. And he, I mean, he did a pretty good job against Alfonso Davies. Um, so I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either way, actually. No, for sure. For those who don't know, Alfonso Davies, Bayern Munich, left back, just a freak of nature. He plays for Canada. Um, yeah, definitely a little, little worried about that. Yeah, for sure. A uh, couple of omissions here. Reggie Cannon and Shaq Moore, both who were on the Gold Cup roster, neither get included. Uh, Cannon especially has been kind of Greg Berhalter's guy at the right back spot mm-hmm. for the last couple of years now. Uh, I think I saw something that he hasn't played since the Gold Cup. Also looking for a move. Um, and then Shaq Moore had a really good tournament, the Gold Cup. But I think this is this is just one of the cases where he just wasn't chosen, I think. Yeah, yeah the depth there just is just beat him out. It's just too much. Yeah. It's, it's tough for him to overcome that. Yeah. Uh, Joe Scally, kid at uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. 
Mm-hmm. He's only 18. I mean, I'm not surprised here, but and then Julian Araujo, LA Galaxy, right back. Apparently, reports were that he got called up, but he turned it down because he's still considering playing for Mexico. Really? So, yeah, that'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. Got any other thoughts about the defenders? Um, I don't think so. I think we'll definitely see a pretty random assortment each game. I think it'll be a lot matchup based when it comes to our defense. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a cookie cutter we're going to use for each three games, in my opinion. I would agree. So I'll be looking, I'll be looking forward to see who we throw out there and uh, kind of how yeah. they contribute. But I think, yeah, definitely left back and right back are me more of our sub in and out guys. And then our center backs hopefully should be playing 90 minutes for us. Yeah, I would so, agree. I think, yeah, I think uh, center backs probably 90 minutes, but we'll probably rotate between games. I agree. I agree. I think that would, Unless we're up big, we can sub out a center back or something, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. All right. We can dive into the midfield. Only a couple players to talk about here. Kind of surprising. We only got five here, but we've got Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Sebastian Legette, Weston McKinney, and Christian Roldan. What are your thoughts? Only bringing five. Yeah. Five, kind of shocking, considering we've got three. Surprising three games in this window yeah and tyler adams is extremely injury prone so mm-hmm. interesting call by burhalter but um after doing some thinking it, there's other midfield options like like i mentioned james sands mm-hmm. and then a couple of the forwards like brendan aronson and then Gio reyna who a lot of people want to see play in the midfield he's been doing that for dortmund uh, and doing it really well. So we'll see if that happens. Very well, yeah. Yeah. But I would expect heavy rotation here, um, mm-hmm. especially at the sixth position, just considering Tyler Adams is so injury prone. And we've seen that Kellen Acosta, not only in the Gold Cup final, but also the Nations League final, can do it really, really well. And so I think that he, he fills in well at backup there. Yeah, for sure. He's all um, over the field. Yeah, yeah, dude. He he's an animal. He gets stuck in and kind of brings that energy for sure. Mm-hmm. I think this is almost like our first choice, I feel like midfield, Adams, McKinney, and then probably Eunice Musa, but he's hurt. Mm-hmm. So Costa's kind of like right there too. What excites me is that they all three can play the six and the eight pretty much, which is like kind of this triple pivot, which is mm-hmm which is interesting. We've never really had this, like they can all kind of fluidly move instead of having one number six who drops back and kind of shields the defense. You can kind of have them all fluidly move, which gives you more flexibility um, while you're going throughout the game. It's definitely a good commodity to have. For sure. Yeah. I think it'll be huge for us being able to kind of use that kind of just three headed monster I yeah. think them being able to set out inner like intertwine, just them kind of matchup based, I think will be huge. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we'll see a lot of Tyler Adams. I'm not you're right. He is definitely injury injury prone and but he's been playing super well. Yeah. Leipzig. We'll see. Yeah. I think I mean this midfield just kind of seems like it's very energy driven, like a lot mm-hmm. of just high octane in your face pressing with McKinney and Adams and Acosta and then 
I would see Roldan and Legette probably as subs, you know, late game for, for sure. Maybe like trying yeah. to lock a game down. So, which is fine. I mean, I know a lot of people aren't really fans of them, which they don't really provide a lot of upside, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, they're reliable. So, so be it. We should dominate every game in the midfield. That being said, uh, yeah, hopefully. I wouldn't say there's too many omissions here, notable omissions. Um, Jackson Ewell, praise the Lord, he's not included <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh my kind of goodness. The Michael Bradley effect. He's finally gone. Oh gosh. Shout out. Eric Williamson, who we saw at the Gold Cup, he wasn't mm-hmm. included, but then he ended up getting hurt anyway. So it's like, oh well. Um, not really many other, like I mentioned earlier, Gio Reyna and Brendan Aronson can play at the number eight position. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen, especially if like Burhalter feels maybe we need to rotate at the eight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Busio left out as well. He got pretty significant playing time in the Gold Cup. Yeah, but, but um, not too surprising he got left out. He didn't make as big of an impact as I thought people as uh, I think people thought he would in the Gold sure. Cup. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit of a letdown, but still, I mean, a teenager. So we'll see how he develops. For sure, definitely. And yeah. he just got to move to Italy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely looking forward to that. All right. I guess we'll dive into the forwards. Um, we've got Brendan Aronson, Conrad, Gordon Pifok, Ricardo Pepe, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Josh Sargent. And then Tim Weah was originally listed on this, but he is out as of now. Right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on our forwards? So I think the big one here is Ricardo Pepe, right? Uh, For those who aren't aware, Pepe, big dual national, can play for us and Mexico. He chose Mm -hmm. us. Um, He's only 18 years old, playing at FC Dallas, having a monster of a season right now. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if he only plays like a few minutes sparingly. I hope he plays you know, more minutes, um, mm-hmm. but he is the real deal from everything that I've seen down here in Dallas. Um, but other than him, I mean, this attack just is just mouthwatering. It I don't think scary. we've ever been this fruitful, you could say, <laughs> an attack. <laughs> I mean, we've got so many options. Even with Tim Wayam now being hurt, it's still, mm-hmm. we, won't, we won't miss a beat. Pretty lethal, yeah. I would say. Um, I guess we'll just go one by one. Brendan Aronson is off to a red hot start this season. Playing He's lights out. Scored in both the Champions League qualifiers for Salzburg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he'll probably play the first game instead of Pulisic, considering Pulisic is just coming back from COVID. Mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be shocked if Pulisic plays the first game. That'd yeah. be pretty wild to me. Um, Conrad, I don't know if you guys know much about him. He's at Marseille. He was at Barcelona, just completely unique still skill set. Maybe other than Pulisic, extremely technical, mm-hmm. uh, can beat anybody one V one on a dribble, which is, I mean, not a skill that we've had in a lot of players recently. Um, other wingers, Pulisic, Gio Reyna. I think we both know how good they really are. There's mm-hmm. not much to go over. Reyna's just been tearing it up in the Bundesliga. Still crazy to think he's only 18. It's ridiculous. It just blows my mind. Yeah. 
And then uh, Pulsic apparently cleared protocols today. Yep. For yeah. uh, code protocols. So that's huge. So you definitely will be playing. Yeah. I saw some pictures. He was out there during the training sessions. Mm-hmm. So good, good sign for sure. For sure. I mean, just to have him as an option. I, I would expect to see him at the very minimum starting and playing against Canada. The second game in Nashville. I agree. Um, I agree. Um, maybe the first and then maybe the third, which mm-hmm. I guess we probably didn't say this, but the schedule looks like this. The first game is uh, Thursday on the road at El Salvador, which is a pretty raucous environment. Then we come home Sunday in Nashville against Canada. And then mm. we go back away. I believe it's Tuesday or Wednesday. 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 Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday, thank you. Uh, at yeah, Honduras. Wednesday at Honduras, yeah. yeah. So getting two of our away games out of the way, but by no means will it be a breeze. And then Canada, no, three games in six days, games. too. Yeah. It'll, yeah. Be, it'll be a test. And if you're wondering why it's three games in a window instead of two that it normally is, COVID kind of changed everything last year, condensed mm-hmm. the schedule. We have to fit more games into a shorter period of time. Essentially, that's what it boils down to. So um, quick tangent there. The strikers, PFOC, kind of cold. He's coming in kind of cold right now. He's been playing decently for young boys, also mm-hmm. in the Champions League. Um, I expect him to be kind of like a super sub. I mean, maybe he'll start a game, but I, I mean, I highly doubt it. And yeah, then I definitely put him as the third at that position for sure. Yeah. Pepe. I mean, again, like we mentioned, shout out to Greg Berhalter Sabin for his recruiting <laughs> abilities. <laughs> Unbelievable. Continuing to recruit these dual nationals, bigger profile. For those who haven't seen him, he's kind of lankier, but mm-hmm. he's really technical, good finisher. Not maybe not the paciest, um, but really good striker. And then Josh Sargent is probably the one I would expect to start at center forward. Two games, maybe three, um, but I would say probably two. He's mm-hmm. doing decently well for Norwich right now. Uh, got two goals. He scored assists. a couple. Yeah. yeah. So, and then Tim Way, like we mentioned, just got hurt this weekend playing for his club. It's kind of an interesting revolving door at striker. I mean, we've seen so many strikers come through. Daryl DK. We've seen Josie Altador, Zardes, Zardes Nicholas Joachini, Matthew Hoppy. So we've seen a lot of people come through. I kind of feel like, just to give this reference here, you know, have you ever seen The Incredibles where Mr. Incredible is like going into the syndrome's lair and he goes up to that machine and he like clicks on it and there's a picture of all the superheroes and then they like slide by and it's like an X because they've died mm-hmm. and like they all die and then it's like Frozone is like still alive. I feel like that's how our striker pool is right now. It's like we've been toggling through all these striker options and it's like eh, X, eh, X, like. <laughs> They're just not good. Yeah. So I think Pepe is just kind of like the latest in the line to see if he like can actually make it happen. Does that does an analogy make any sense to you? 
No, that makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm hoping he sticks, honestly. I think some of the omissions, Matthew Hoppy, probably the biggest one. Rumors are mm-hmm. he's getting a move away from Schalke. Daryl DK, Jossie Zardes, both hurt. Josie Altador, his time has passed. Um, Paul Ariola, who we saw at the Gold Cup, he's hurt. Julian Green, who some people have forgot about, he's playing in the Bundesliga this year. He had a really good season last year. Hasn't mm-hmm. had a great start so far, but um, kind of maybe a little bit surprised he's not here, but he hasn't really been lighting the world on fire. That's the forwards group. Lane, do you have anything about them? Um, I don't think so with everything you've covered. I think um, I think it's really exciting to see kind of who's going to step up at that number nine position. Yeah. I think um, I think we've got a lot of good candidates. I'm hoping Pepe just absolutely takes over. Yeah. Um, and Sergeant has been playing pretty hot as well. I'm hoping that we can just finally get that guy where it just be a plug-in every match. Yeah. And hopefully Pepe will be that guy for us. But um, definitely looking forward to see uh, how that front works because it is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. The expectations are huge right I mean, now for if us. If we don't score at least five goals every game, it's going to be a bust. Yeah. That's I mean, I think the but... expectations I think the expectations are nine points for us, which is yeah, pretty wild to yeah. say. Three points each game for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Quick little note. Like I mentioned, Ricardo Pepe is a dual national. Could have played for Mexico, chose us. However, normally playing in a competitive game is like a cap tying, binding, you can't go back type of moment. However, this time FIFA included some new rules recently where if you're under the age of 21 and you make less than four appearances for a national team in a competitive game, you can still go back. But it does not seem like that's going to be the case here. If Pepe plays, then he would have to wait like essentially three more years before he can switch to Mexico. It just doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. Plus, he said he wants to play for us. So for those who are interested in that rule. But that's all I got for the national team. Really excited. Yeah, me as well. Definitely super excited for these games. Thursday yeah. should be electric yeah. at a 9 p.m. Definitely not the yeah. best kick time, but uh, we'll be staying up late for that one. Yep. I think they're on what Paramount Plus, the first one is. I believe so, which I'm going to have to. I think they're home games on Fox. Mm -hmm. I think Canada is actually on mainstream TV, but you kind of have to bite the bullet on Paramount Plus. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll touch on some Champions League draw, Premier League stuff, our picks, and a little bit more. We'll be right back. Now we're gonna dive into some Champions League. Um, draw came out a couple of days ago. Pretty wild. Um, couple of them pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Couple other ones definitely gonna be competitive. We start off with Group A. Got Man City, Paris, PSG, Leipzig, and Club Brew. Yeah, I think that's gonna be low key competitive. I think Leipzig is kind of a sleeper. Yeah, I think band. this. I think this is probably for me the group of death. Group mm-hmm. A. Some people say group B, but yeah, like you said, City and PSG. I mean, that's just mouth watering, right? 
two oh, yeah. big clubs backed by a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then Leipzig, who have been really solid start of the season. And then Club Bruges, you know, they might take a, a couple points off people. You never know. I think I think Group B, too, also. Yeah, Group B, too. Yeah, Atletico, Liverpool, Porto, and Milan. Yeah. I think that one's kind of a crapshoot, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Porto, it's kind of similar to, like, Group A, except I would say Porto is better than Club Bruges. Mm -hmm. So you've got four good to really good teams. For sure. I think it'll be interesting who – I mean, I would probably bet Liverpool come out of there and then Atletico, but – I mean, it's it's kind Uh, of a coin flip for me. For sure, yeah. And then most of the other groups, pretty Pretty straightforward. I mean, we would expect teams to come out. Dortmund. Dortmund, yeah. Probably expect them to come out. Inter, Um, Real Madrid. Inter, Real Madrid. Bayern, Barcelona. Yeah. United. Group F. United got a really, really easy draw, it seemed like. Very easy. Villarreal is kind um, of all right. Yeah, and then Group G and H are not the strongest either. Yeah. Group G, we've got three Americans. We got Tim Weah, Aronson, and John Brooks all in Group G. So at least one of them's making it out of there. Yeah, Group H with Juventus and Chelsea. That'll be a good one. Yeah, I think so. I think it should be. Yeah, crazy too. Ronaldo, man, didn't even talk about it yet. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, Ronaldo to United. Ronaldo United, that'll – I mean, we kind of mentioned this last week when we were talking about the Messi and Lukaku and mm. all the big deals going on. But, it's again, it's just the rich getting richer, you know? It is ridiculous. All these big big dogs starting to, you know, swing it around, feel like they need to mm. be, be in control. So United, you know, feeling a little bit of pressure, got to go get Ronaldo now. To add to Sancho. I mean, they already bought. Their front is just ridiculous now. They've got yeah. Greenwood, Sancho, Ronaldo, Rashford. Rashford. I mean, I think this may not be a very popular opinion, but I don't think Ronaldo makes United better. I think he actually makes them worse. Really? I mean, think about the whole offseason. Skullshire has been planning, you know tactics and things and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden Ronaldo comes in who's like demands the ball demands you know playing time playing time mm-hmm. and so now it's kind of gonna throw things off I think but he I don't hate that take so yeah I mean I I don't hate that take yeah. and playing super well without him like very exactly. well yeah plus it's and like Lamar. they just got Jane Sancho so exactly I very curious to see how he's going to fit in. I don't expect him to be a everyday starter kind of thing. It'll, it'll be a, it'll be interesting. Something's going to have to give. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. And then uh, Mbappe apparently staying with PSG for a little while. Just yeah. Announced that today. Yeah. I saw that. I'm surprised a little bit that, I mean, PSG aren't trying to get rid of him just to get money out of him because it seems like he's dead set on going to Real yeah, next season. Was, mm-hmm. It's like now he's just going to go for free. So I don't know if the messy move like made him want to stay more, I guess. Could be. Could but be. I still feel like he's a guy who wants his own team. 
and oh eventually he's been pretty adamant about leaving yeah they're not gonna get crazy transfer window if he does leave they're not gonna get anything out of it but no literally nothing he'll be free now which is crazy yeah it's champions league some good fixtures over the weekend premier league you want to touch on a little bit uh spurs all of a sudden top of the table no longer the giants of west ham but it's Spurs, yeah. then West Ham. <laughs> so, and then we've got United looking good, obviously, mm-hmm. coming through with a late goal to beat Wolves. Yeah. I was personally happy because I threw some money on that. And then, speaking of money, your bet oh, against City and Arsenal. Arsenal. Way wow. off. <laughs> a little, a little off. Arsenal uh, just, got a red card. Yeah. Blaming it on the red card. Well, they were already two down before the red card happened. That's fair. Two down is a push, though. That was a push for me. Considering your bet, you're right. Yeah. But uh, I think Arsenal's very quickly hit the no-bet list for me. So, yeah. The bet against Would not be surprised. Betting against City against Arsenal was uh, definitely a bold take and uh, didn't pay off. Didn't pay off. It's all right. You have time to... You know, the rest of the season, recuperate some of that money for our listeners. Hopefully none of them took that bet, but I hope not. I'm deeply sorry if you did. That was on me. Uh, over though, you... over hit. The over did hit. Did you see the Liverpool Chelsea game? It was off to a great start. It was going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. And Chelsea went off to an early lead. Liverpool were pressing back. And then all of a sudden, uh, red card. There was like a shot on the, the line. It was cleared off the line. Yeah, Reece James. I saw that. It like bounced off his knee, hit his hand, mm-hmm. and then there's like a really harsh red card. I felt like, and I was pretty surprised they gave him red. Yeah, Liverpool score the penalty, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, you know, now this game's gonna be wide open. But uh, but Chelsea bunker down, and it was kind of a bad game the rest of the way. So. And Did then, this all or nothing episode though? You've been keeping up with that? That Arsenal's gonna be the next all or nothing? You watched I, some of that before? I I haven't watched the Arsenal. It's is it out yet? No, that's gonna be next season. So they're filming it right now. Right. Okay, okay. So okay. like everyone's been tweeting about how it's just gonna be an electric season just because of oh, how bad sure. they are and how much is gonna happen. For sure. And I'm just I'm pumped for that. They got the all or nothing curse. Oh yeah. Spurs last year with it. Oh, that was quality content. Oh, anything, so good. Anything Jose Mourinho is quality content. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Going to some betting? All. Yeah. Do you want to move on to our, our picks for the week? Yeah, let's do some betting. All right. Well, what do you got? We're calling, we're calling this segment Lane's Locks. We have, Lane's Locks. We have rebranded this segment to make <laughs> it sound real pretty. Lane's locks, even though I'm also inputting a lock, it's still Lane's locks. My lock for the week, we're going to just make this a whole national team podcast. Yep. We're going U.S. minus one against El Salvador. It's like minus 120, depending on where you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling bold, which I would recommend, but this isn't my, really? this isn't my bet. If you want to <laughs> go minus one and a half. Ooh. I also think that'll hit, but my pick for the week is U.S. minus one and a half against El Salvador. 
So, Lane, what do you got? I've got over two and a half in the U.S. versus El Salvador game. I'm hoping both teams come out pretty hot. Worst case, they're sloppy too, and it's just goals all around. Mm -hmm. So I expect El Salvador to come out with some fire, especially having a home game. So I would not be surprised if they are caught off and we score at least two or three. El Salvador maybe gets one back. So I think over two and a half should be my lock this week. I I can get behind that. Everything that I've been hearing and everything that I saw at the Gold Cup, El Salvador, not the type of team anymore to be sitting back, playing Mm -hmm. park the bus defense, just trying to get a point. Um, They got a new manager, Hugo Perez, former men's national team player for the U.S. So I could see, you know, I could see them opening it up, trying to bring it to the U.S., trying to get all three points, mm-hmm. which if that's the case, that would that would probably favor your your bet. So that's, that's what I'm hoping. Uh, moving on here, our last segment, we've got the flop, my flop, and my advantage tie hand-in-hand. Hand. So I'm going to go ahead and throw them both down, if that's okay. All you, all you. All right. My flop, Daryl DK. And you may ask why he's hurt. He hasn't played in a while. Well, Lane, Daryl DK is hurt. For those of you who didn't see this, he hurt himself in the Gold Cup. Yep. Quite literally flopping. And so it seems really fitting to give him the flop this week. (laughs) If he wasn't hurt, he'd probably be on this roster. He'd probably be playing in some of these World Cup qualifiers. Mm -hmm. But instead, he got hurt, hurt his shoulder rolling around like a little baby. (laughs) which I don't condone. And then the flip side of that, the advantage goes to Ricardo Pepe because this open spot at center forward is now occupied by Ricardo Pepe who Mm -hmm. had to choose the U S and doing so. And I'm happy he did. Um, But they go hand in hand. What about you? What do you got? Yeah. My flop of the week goes a little long with Pepe. I got Austin FC's, defense slash just them in general Mm, was that the game obviously man that was that was tough that was tough to watch yeah um going down five one at one point scored i think they scored Dallas scored three in five minutes peppy scoring two of those that uh it hurts i get it it's an expansion team whatever but like five goals is absurd yeah and especially coming off your win Came off a win, really good game. Still technically not out of the playoff race, technically. But, yeah, that was a beatdown. Not not fun to watch. Mm, tough. Yeah. Then my advantage, been Mason Greenwood. A little sleeper, okay. man. He's been on a tear. He scored the winner against Wolves last weekend. He's got three goals in three games. So, I think he's carved out a real role with yeah. United. So, yeah, super excited to That's keep watching him. He's still really young too. Yeah, I think he's like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, all these youngsters are just like ridiculous. That's a good it's pick. Like what I was doing at eighteen, <laughs> nothing. Literally Playing nothing. video games. That was yep. me. <laughs> yep. Freshman year. Anyways, Tough. yeah, great pick. I like that. Yeah. Um. Well, that's all I have. Lane, do you have anything else? I don't think so. Do you want to give our rosters where we think our starting 11 will be for this game? 
Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Do that. Close that out. Yeah. Well, I'll give that real quick. Um, kind of mentioned a little bit of this. I got Turner and goal. This is just, just for El Salvador. I think it'll change for okay. Canada, but gotcha. for El Salvador, this is what I think it'll look like. Turner and goal, Anthony Robinson, left back, John Brooks, Miles Robinson, both the center backs, Sergio Dest at right back. Then I've got Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, and Kellen Acosta in the middle. And then I've got Aronson, Sargent, and Reyna for my front three. Yeah. I've basically got the same, except I've got Bello starting at left back. I've got yeah, Turner, Bello, Brooks, Robinson, Dest, Adams, McKinney, Acosta. And then, yeah, it would be Pulisic, but Aronson. And then I would not be shocked if we saw Pepe start. Oh, first game. I, okay. I want to. I want him thrown in there. Tie him down. Literally, I, mean, I, I want that for sure. Yeah, so I wouldn't be shocked if just to please everyone, they throw him in their first game. It's not like it's a sin keeping Sergeant out. Right. So, right. Um, okay. Yeah. Hopefully, Pepe and then Reyna for sure. Cool. Yeah, we'll Reminder. see. Looking forward to a good week of soccer. Yep. Thursday night, nine o'clock Central Time. Um, we'll be doing a review after, probably not immediately after, but we'll be talking about it. So, yeah, that's all I got. For sure. See y'all. All right. Thanks for joining us today.